Hi everyone, and welcome to the 144th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and today it's just me. But we have a really big show today. We're going to talk about lots of new stuff for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, lots of really interesting and thought-provoking questions. And one, I promise, very cringeworthy question. It was probably the cringiest question I've ever seen in my entire life, and that's why I had to put it in the question segment. Uh, and then also, very important, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of big, important announcements regarding the Kingdom Hearts Union Deep Dive stream, because it is coming. I just want to real quick thank everyone who joined us for the test stream that we did uh, about a week ago. And if you're listening to this now, uh, ideally, I will have done another one, because I have fixed, quote unquote, fixed my audio setup. I got a new audio cable, which seemed to be an issue, and I am uh, now uh, plugging game audio from the PS4 through the monitor into my audio interface via a direct input jack. Uh, The only downside to this method is that we're going to have mono audio for the gameplay, but I don't think that's a huge deal. It doesn't sound bad, and... I mean, it is. It is, after all, just a, a live stream. This is not the definitive. Uh, it's not supposed to replace your definitive playthrough of a game. You know, if if you want to really enjoy Kingdom Hearts, like get you know, get 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 a nicer sound setup than whatever you'd be hearing on Twitch. Uh, another nice thing is that, uh, of course, uh, we'll be uh, outputting all the the archives to YouTube and man, those are going to look amazing. I've been looking at like archive recordings of stuff that I've, uh, I've been testing with, with our, with the streaming setup and oh man, it just looks so good. So gorgeous and 60 frames per second. Oh yeah. That, that part is really nice. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so we've got a two segment show today. First is the Dandelions meeting coverage, and then second is the question segment. Uh, In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And our executive producers for this episode are as follows. We've got Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine on Twitter. Nahi Kablawi, Louis James, Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Chaco Taco, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorne Bullen, who is at Massacre 23, Zach Duranto, who's at Z Duranto 58, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews, who's at Doomster 73, Dustin Smith, John McRae, Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb, who's at J2K9, Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Mike, Mike Shirley Donnelly, who's at Curious Quail, Muhammad Quam, Nico Gonzalez, who's at Nick underscore Knack 95, Patrick, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Yoon Ray, Richard Holman, who's at Vex Lennon, Rob Porter, who's at Squirty Birdie 1, Tyson Wildman, who's at Ty Wildman 1, Vita Nitas, who's at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter, who's at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone, who's at Apes Type Novels. 
And as always, be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com and have them answered just like uh, we'll have three questions on this episode. So you can have one of those be one of you in the future. And our last announcement is our set of deep dive stream announcements. I've got, oh boy, we've got a lot of plans. Now, I'm just going to say that the, the further into the distance these plans go, the less set in stone and more guideline-y they are. But uh, I can say that the deep dive stream will return starting April 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Mark your calendars. That is when it officially restarts. That is not to say you won't see uh, like streams maybe prior to that, uh, you know, as like quick test streams of audio setup if, if I need to like adjust anything with the with with however we're doing things. But yes, it will come back April 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That is when we will start. And this is the next really big aspect of this announcement. This is just the start of the stream. And again, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be coming back with Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, by the way. <laughs> in, case, in case you don't know what game we're going to be playing. Uh, so we're going to be starting Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix on that stream. But... We will be knocking out Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix very rapidly. I'm not saying it's a speed run. The, you know, as as we've you know gone on to say many times, Kingdom Hearts 2 and Deep Dive Stream is, if anything, you know, the opposite of a speed run. It's a long play. That's sort of the intention. We're taking a deep dive into the game and we're analyzing things. We're you know talking about trivia, you know. Lots of just interesting facts and figures, and you you know we'll go through the game at a nice even pace. But we will be knocking it out in the following week. So over the course of the following week, I will be going on, you know, whenever I can uh, to do a live stream, and I will, you know, we'll, we will work through the game together, little by little, bit by bit, and we will knock this game out. Uh, I think you know so far for the past couple of episodes, I've been introducing you. To a new bit of Japanese, because you know, obviously, I live in I live in Japan now, so uh, part of my me living here is learning the language, and I'm getting pretty good at it. Um, so here here's a a good word that I find very use, useful, and it is skoshizutsu. Skoshizutsu. So first part is skoshi, that means a little bit, and then zutsu. I mean, uh, I think that means like. That's really hard to translate because that's I don't know if that's a full word, but skoshizutsu together it means little by little. So little by little, skoshizutsu that means that we are going to go through this game little by little. So skoshizutsu de Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix wa play playing Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix little by little. Something like that. <laughs> Look, I'm still learning. Still, still learning the Japanese. Get, get, catch me a break. I'm, only, I'm almost lived here two years now. <laughs> You'd think I'd be better. Anyway. So yeah, we're going to be playing through Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix little by little, uh, covering all story content. That does mean... Uh, 
that does mean birth by sleep unlocking that does that does mean well not not necessarily unlocking well all right so here here's here's what we're going to be doing so i've already in preparation for this i've already unlocked birth by sleep so we're good to go there uh i do intend to play through in terms of you know side content stuff definitely going through sephiroth sephiroth is a must as as painful as he is for me <laughs> i'm not very good at sephiroth i'm just gonna throw that out there but sephiroth is a must because there is story content tied to sephiroth and this is kind of a theme here with with my rationale here you probably will begin to understand is that the content that we do it must have story content associated with it we will only do it if there is story content associated with it that means when it comes to the data organization stuff i'm gonna tack it on i'm gonna tack tack on at least some of them uh, I do not think I will play through all of them, uh, but I will at least give each one a, what I would say is a college try. I will give each one a college try. Some of them I'm pretty good at, so that, you know, they, they shouldn't be a problem. You know, Larxene, Roxas, I'm pretty good at those. Uh, Psyx, there's a pretty easy method to cheese Psyx, so sure, let's do Psyx. The cheese method, but only the cheese method, because I can't stand him, you know, trying to face him normally. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. I'll give each organization member a college try. I'll give you that much. Uh, lingering will I will also give a college try, but I will I will promise to give lingering will more of a college try. And <laughs> I, I will definitely say that when it comes to beating lingering will, uh, at least with some of the organization members, I've done them more than once. With the Lingering Will, it was only once, and it was only, like, really by the skin of my teeth. So, <laughs> it's going to take some practice, and it's going to take some blood, sweat, and tears, but hopefully we can beat him. If we can't, no worries. I have all cutscenes unlocked, including Birth by Sleep. We can just watch those. And I ha actually have a recording of the one time that I did beat Lingering Will, so... If I'm really desperate, I'll just play that and say, all right, this is intended for the deep dive stream. I hope you enjoy it because that's all you're going to get. But that's, that's, you know, that's like plan Z. You know, that's, that's not plan A. That's not plan B. Plan Z is just play this YouTube video of me beating him. So I'll give him like minimum 20 tries, minimum 20 tries. We'll see how many it'll actually take. So that, that, that'll probably be like one streaming day altogether is just me trying to beat Lingering Will. So, uh, so yeah, that's that. So, so the main game plan for Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, is that throughout the week, yes, that means weekdays, uh, around the same, you know, hopefully the same time. If not the same time, you know, there may be a couple times where I stream in the morning. Uh, you know, in the U.S., sorry. Again, I live in Japan. The, you know, I got to find the time where I can. Uh, it's just that with this particular upcoming week uh, in Japan, it's a series of holidays called Golden Week. And I don't have anything particularly planned this week. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to get this monkey off my back and we're going to knock out Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. So that's the game plan. 
Uh, again, if you miss any of the streams, you can catch all the archives on YouTube. Our YouTube, again, is youtube.com slash khunionvids. That is V-I-D-S, K-H-Union, K-H-U-N-I-O-N-V-I-D-S, vids. So if you haven't already subscribed there, please subscribe there. We'll be putting all the archives there. Uh, and yeah, so that's so that's the game plan for Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. It's going to kick off April 27th at the time that I've stated, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Twitch TV slash KHUnion. So be there or be Square Enix. And then once we've done that stream, then throughout the week, you know, I'll definitely announce it on Twitter with, you know, you know, a, a significant amount of, uh, of time in advance. But throughout that week, we're going to be playing through it. I wish I could have more of a solid schedule, but the issue is I don't know, you know, specifically when I'll have free time. I, I, I'm off that week, but there may be points where I, I might be busy for various things and various reasons. Look, I live in Japan. Also, by the way, yeah, I'm off that week, but actually, uh, hey, welcome to Japan. Uh, yeah, we're going to give you Monday and then Thursday, Friday off, but not tuesday wednesday so i actually have to go to work on tuesday and wednesday so on those days for sure well that's tuesday and wednesday my time well on those days for sure japan time i definitely can't do the nice for america streaming time so sorry about that it'll probably be mid-game stuff anyway so if you miss it sorry not not a huge deal anyway uh so moving from there now we're getting into more slightly more speculative stuff uh but i'm I'm pretty certain about this so assuming that all goes well with the kingdom hearts 2 final mix streams on may 11th that is when we will knock out in one stream uh 358 over two days it'll be the movie you know from the from the 2.5 uh 1.5 2.5 collection Sorry, we can't play through the game. We just don't have enough time to, you know, knock out all these games, you know, in advance of Kingdom Hearts 3. So we're, we're going to have to settle uh, with the movie. So uh, so May 11th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You know, that, that I, you know, I'm hoping to make that the, the regular stream time because it's not it's not impossible for me. Uh, but, yeah, that's the goal at that time. That's what we're we're going to do. Three, five, eight days over two. And then Birth by Sleep, when it comes to stuff after that, it might, I'm not saying for sure, but it might have to wait until after E3. I'm not really sure what my schedule is like around that time. Uh, so it might have to wait until after E3 to get back into it for Birth by Sleep. Uh, once we do get back into things, my my vague plan for the deep dive stream is that I want everything that is pre kingdom hearts three to be finished by the end of August. So what does that entail? That entails birth by sleep. That is, uh, so birth by sleep, uh, dream drop distance, uh, or birth by sleep recoded dream drop distance, uh, back cover, 0.2 0.2 and then we might do something for Union Cross. Though Union I mean Union Cross is 
kind of valuable, but not a hundred percent valuable. But I don't know. I I mean, like mainly what you need is back cover, but we might do something for Union Cross. Uh, I'll have I'll have to see see into that. You it, it, and again, it all depends on timing. We honestly still don't know when Kingdom Hearts three comes out. For all we know, it comes out in July, and then I'm just like, oh oh man. <laughs> That's gonna make things complicated, but hopefully not. It, it it probably won't. I'm I'm guessing it's coming out like November, December time frame. And if that's the case, great. Then we've got time to work with. But yeah, the goal is finish everything up by the end of August, aka uh, finish before September starts. <laughs> that's the goal. And uh, and I guess beyond that, in terms of the deep dive stream, I definitely would like to give kingdom hearts three you know a playthrough well you know once that's out and uh you know i I, i'm I'm sort of thinking that you know once once kingdom hearts three is out and once we've we've all done our respective first playthroughs of it so you know i'm not going to be playing this blind on stream you know i I am a kingdom hearts fan at heart I'm not a live streamer at heart. I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan at heart. So, you know, I'm sure you guys can understand that. And I'm sure it's the same for you. You'll probably want to play this on your own and experience it on your own and formulate your own opinions, you know, you know, before going and sharing that with the world or going and seeing what other people think about it. Like, at least with me, like, and this is actually how I handled Final Fantasy 15. My my plan for Kingdom Hearts 3 will be the same, is that once we're getting kind of close to the release of Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm going like kind of media blackout-ish. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work with the podcast. But I am not going to read any reviews. Uh, after a certain point, I don't care about preview stuff. I don't care about any of that stuff. Once I get my, once we're getting close to Kingdom Hearts three, until I finish the game, I will not look at anyone else's opinion of it. I want to formulate my own opinion, and I did that with Final Fantasy fifteen. The second I heard that copies were leaking in like, like South America for for, for Final Fantasy fifteen, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. You know, no more. No more internet, no more Final Fantasy 15 stuff. I actually went in real hardcore. And what I ended up doing was uh, I went into YouTube. And this is actually kind of a, a kind of a nice recommendation for you guys. If, if you ever find yourself wanting to, to, to go similarly in the, in the dark. So cut off Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> Did not look at Twitter. Uh, in terms of YouTube, now I know a lot of people have been talking about lately, especially because of God of War coming out and a lot of God of War spoilers being leaked via YouTube. Um, and what's really egregious about it is it's not just that it's being, it's not just that the videos are being posted on YouTube of things like the final boss and final areas and like endings and stuff like that. It's not just that that's the problem. The problem is YouTube's recommendation system and the way these channels that upload these spoilers will in the, even just in the thumbnail, they will put pictures of very spoiler heavy content. Like you can just see there's the final boss right in the thumbnail 
and maybe the name of the final boss and then it'll even say this is the final boss or god of war ending and it'll show maybe i don't know i i've not seen anything i haven't really followed anything about god of war but let's just say hypothetically somebody dies and you know there's the shot of them being killed in the thumbnail you know that's that's the kind of stuff that you get these days with youtube and the problem is if you have watched and i'm sure like anyone listening to this podcast falls into this category if you have watched any content related to kingdom hearts you know this could be something as simple as just a trailer an official trailer then what happens is YouTube marks you and says, oh, this person likes things that are related to Kingdom Hearts. And then once these ending videos or boss videos or various spoiler videos start releasing, you know, they're releasing with tags in them that associate them to the topic of Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 3. And they'll obviously go viral because people want to see them. But for those of us that don't want to see them, but are still marked as, you know, people that are interested in the topic known as Kingdom Hearts, YouTube will then say, oh, here's a bunch of Kingdom Hearts videos that have suddenly gone viral. Let's push them to all the YouTube viewers that happen to like Kingdom Hearts. So, and these videos happen to be spoilers. So yeah, that's basically how this happens is they're first they're designed to be predatory, you know, in terms of their marketing, you know, their thumbnail, their title, you know, everything about, you know, the package that you don't choose to see, you know, the, the stuff that gets forced on you. They make that as viral and as click worthy as possible. And then once it starts gaining some steam, then YouTube sees that and tries to push that video to as many people as it thinks are interested in it. You know, people relate, you know, re- interested in that related topic, which in this case would be Kingdom Hearts. So what can we do to combat this? So if you're really serious about this, what you need to be doing is you need to go into your YouTube history. You need to I would just say, I mean, one way to do it is you go through manually and delete all videos that you've ever seen <laughs> that's related to Kingdom Hearts. What I did instead was I deleted all my YouTube history and not just YouTube watch history. It can't just be that. You have to delete watch history and then there is a separate link for your search history. If you delete both of those... YouTube won't recommend you stuff related to, you know, previous content you've either watched or searched. It will still recommend you, however, stuff that is just generally viral, and it will still recommend you stuff that is related to your subscriptions. This is I'm not saying unsubscribe from people unless you think these people are going to potentially spoil you. So in in that case, maybe it's a good idea to unsubscribe i will say just throwing that out there uh, uh one thing temporarily unsubscribe don't unsubscribe for people just because you think they might spoil you uh two uh i uh i can say i run the kingdom hearts youtube uh the kingdom hearts union youtube channel we will never post spoiler content like that around the time of release you know everything that we post it will if we ever post stuff from the ending it will be very very you know well 
well protected. It would only be a part of a live stream and it won't happen until well after the game is out and presumably you've already played it. So you don't have to worry about Kingdom Hearts Union. In fact, I'll be in the same boat as you. I won't even want to touch that account because once, you know, I have access to the account and anytime I connect to it, it shows me all the content. It'll show me a ton of content related to Kingdom Hearts. And I actually had this issue with uh, with Final Fantasy 15. I could not touch the Kingdom Hearts Union YouTube account because if I did, I would be flooded with Final Fantasy 15 spoilers. The instant I looked at the Kingdom Hearts Union vids YouTube YouTube account after having beaten Final Fantasy 15, boom, like there was five Final Fantasy 15 videos, all spoiler related, various bosses, uh, uh you know, a big uh reveal of a character that gets killed midway through the game. I'm sure all y'all know who that is. Boom, right there. Right in the thumbnail, so and so dies. Spoilers, Final Fantasy fifteen ending, everything. It was all right there. I am so glad I didn't touch that. So just putting that out there that if you want to protect yourself and you frequent YouTube and you don't want that to be an issue and you have seen Kingdom Hearts videos on YouTube in the past, which I'm sure is probably all of us, best way to handle it, best way to avoid these kinds of spoilers go into your history delete your watch history delete your search history and don't search for anything kingdom hearts related and don't search and don't watch anything kingdom hearts related until you've completed kingdom hearts 3 and i must stress very very importantly this includes the soundtrack do not go on there and listen to anything from the soundtrack I can say from personal experience playing both the Phoenix Wright series and the Persona series that I made the grave mistake of listening to even a single song from the first game of the Phoenix Wright series and seeing the ending content and ending spoilers related to the end of the third game just by watching a video that had a song from the first game in it. I was just trying to enjoy the music from Phoenix Wright, and then bam, here's a spoiler from the final case of the final game in the you know first trilogy of Phoenix Wright. So just <laughs> speaking from experience, uh, when it comes to YouTube, no Kingdom Hearts stuff, not even soundtracks. You know, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, of course. If you're like Churro and you don't care about spoilers, then you know, whatever, do it, do whatever you like, of course, enjoy yourself. But if you're like me and you hate spoilers and you don't want some idiot or some stupid multi-billion dollar website, AKA YouTube, spoiling a game that you've been waiting 13 years for or longer, I don't know, how long's it been? <laughs> Too long. If you don't want to, if you don't want YouTube to spoil something that you've been waiting for so long, don't let it. Just putting it out there as that because, and actually, if you think about it, 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 it really is something that is the culmination of the entire series. So let's say that we've been waiting for this for 16 years because this is the end of the Zehanort saga, something that started back in 2002. So in effect, if you've been playing this game since back in the day, you've been waiting for this for 16 years. Don't let something stupid spoil that for you. Like 
you know, some reckless person on YouTube and YouTube's stupid algorithm. So <laughs> that's been my rant on that subject. But uh, so, yeah, uh, t- t- to wrap it all up, when it comes to deep dive stream stuff starts April 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Twitch TV slash KH Union. Be there or be square. We'll be playing through all of Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix in one week. Critical mode, all story content. Be there or be square. Now, moving on to our first segment, <laughs> the Dandelion Meeting. Oh, man, we're like <laughs> we're like a half hour into the show and we just get to that. But, hey, it's been good content so far. We've been giving you some nice, practical, uh, usable uh, knowledge so you can protect yourself in the future when you're out on the internet. <laughs> so when it comes to the Dandelion Meeting... I will say, just personally, as an outsider to the event, I did not go. I thought it was interesting. Had some nice little updates. Nothing huge. <laughs> that that's, that's basically my main summary of the event thus far. But we did get some interesting stuff and interesting announcements related to Kingdom Hearts 3. So first bit of uh, interesting news that I, I'm sure all of y'all have seen is that we got to see more... Uh, shots and actual videos of the, uh, the the LCD type games that will be in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, we got to see footage of Giant Land, uh, another game called The Carnival Kid, Barnyard Battle, and Musical Farmer. Those are the four games that were represented there. Uh, in total, it was revealed that Kingdom Hearts 3 will have over 20 of these types of LCD style games and that these will uh, serve as uh, several mini games uh, for Kingdom Hearts 3. So uh, at the event, uh, these games were all playable and actually playable in kind of an interesting form. Uh, if you've seen any of the clips from the event, uh, you, you know, the games are designed as handhelds, but actually at the event, they were set on these big screens uh, that that had, I guess, presumably some some sort of touchscreen technology that they had set up just for this event. And uh, all the players were given these like Mickey Mouse gloves to touch the screen with. And uh, that's how they, they were able to interact with the games. And uh, they were playing with these Miss Mickey Mouse gloves. Now, I'm kind of interested in that, in how that technology was working because, I mean, obviously, touchscreen TVs. You know, they do exist, not necessarily in the home because it's not necessarily practical, but for commercial purposes, display purposes, they they do exist. And I personally wonder if they are because there's basically two types of uh, touchscreen that that, that are very common. Uh, One type that's a little bit older is a resistive touchscreen. And then the other type is a capacitive touchscreen. A resistive touchscreen is a lot older. It's an older style. And if you guys remember, well, you don't have to even remember that far, but like the DS or the 3DS touchscreen, both of those are are resistive. And basically the way those work is that by, I don't want to get too technical, but so you have a stylus, right? And you press onto the screen. So underneath the screen, there's basically like a a layer that's a sensor and then a layer that I believe is like like a metal, like a metal foil or something like that. Uh, they call it a membrane. 
but uh, effectively, it is conductive to electricity. And by you pressing down on the screen, you press down in a certain area of the of the membrane, and then that area of the membrane pushes down on the area uh, that is the sensor, and that completes an electrical circuit. Oh man, we are getting technical. But ba- basically, it works based on pressure. Pressure that basically pushes a piece of metal against a sensor and completes an electrical circuit, and that's how they know where you touch on the screen. Uh, some downsides with resistive screens is they have to be calibrated. So, you know, if you remember, like, back in the DS days, you know, before we started playing the game, you had to, like, <laughs> calibrate the screen, press on various points of the screen, and, the, and then, you know, it's got its calibration. It knows where you where you are seeing things from, so... You know, that that that's basically resistive touchscreens in a nutshell. I don't I don't think they were doing that. Uh, the newer type of touchscreen is called a capacitive touchscreen, and with the way they work is instead of working based off of pressure, you don't have to push down on the screen. It is reading the electrical impulses from your fingertips or anything, any anything that can conduct electricity. It's reading that through the screen. And it actually doesn't need, uh, you know, pressure being pushed down on it to uh, to complete a circuit. It, you know, by you putting your finger there, it's it'll see that electrical impulse. So things like you know iPhones and pretty much any modern touchscreen technology that doesn't have a stylus, that's all based off of uh, capacitive touchscreens. I'm guessing it's capacitive, but you know, the, then again, they do have those little Mickey Mouse gloves that they have to wear. So I, if I had to guess what those are for, if, you know, besides theming, uh, it's probably just to make sure the screens don't get dirty. <laughs> That's my guess. But uh, yeah, basically those those things worked as a stylus. Like the thing is with capacitive touchscreens, and I'm sure you've noticed it, is that they're, you know, they're designed to work with humans, <laughs> Uh, but you know anything that can carry your own electrical impulse could work. Uh, you, you know I'm sure you've seen that uh, there are in fact iPhone compatible styluses in existence. But I'm sure generally speaking, you get pretty disappointed when oh why is the end this weird spongy nubby thing? And uh, again, it's it's all about carrying that electrical impulse and. My understanding is that spongy nubby edge is like that'll make it so that the area of the screen that gets touched is roughly the size of like a small ish pinky, you know, so it's at least vaguely human finger size. So it's probably as small as it can possibly be while still being, you know, red by the by the touchscreen because, you know, again, a lot of those touchscreens, they're designed for, for human fingers, not not for pencil tips. You know, they're not really looking for. Uh, electrical impulses that look that tiny so yeah so however it worked I- i'm guessing that uh that mickey mouse glove carried the signal uh you know i, I- i've seen things like <laughs> you know you can find youtube videos of people like controlling their iphones with hot dogs so <laughs> you know anything that's going to carry the electrical signal i'm sure there's something inter- kind of nifty about those gloves that'll maybe care carry the electrical impulses from the the player's hands and that's how they work so, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, so that, that's pretty much what we know about it. I did speak briefly with Churro about what he thought, cause he was at the event and he did, 
Uh, he got to play uh, the game Giant Land, which is the one we already knew about in, in the past. And uh, his his one word review was, well, I guess one sentence review was, it was fun. So that's that's a good sign. Uh, uh, there was also a trailer released uh, of this, uh, you know, promoting these mini games. Uh, and yeah, in that trailer, we got to see Giant Land, The Carnival Kid, Barnyard Battle, and Musical Farmer. They're all, again, this sort of game and watch style game. Uh, if you're too young for game and watch, uh, like I am, uh, you might be more familiar with, uh, the more modern, uh, ripoffs, which were made by, I guess not ripoffs, but you know, a a more modern, a very slightly more modern uh, take on LCD games would be like the Tiger Electronics handhelds. You know, anybody play any of those? They're like Power Rangers ones. And like, there's one that was based on Sonic and NASCAR and like pretty much every property that you could ever imagine. There was a crappy LCD game based off of it. So uh, yeah, they're basically games like that. Uh, but I think it's kind of interesting because the, the style of the screen, none of the sprites are pixelated, but I mean, they are, they do look like sprites, but they're, you know, fully HD, you know, 2d assets, you know, they're, they're not pixelated at all. And, but I think it really does capture the look and does look quite nice. Um, so some other things that are interesting about this particular trailer. I guess probably the most interesting thing is that the opening and ending shots of this trailer show some new scenes from Kingdom Hearts 3 in Twilight Town and actually an updated Twilight Town. Uh, What's pretty interesting about this area is that at first, at least for me, I'm sure for a lot of you, I thought this area was like, oh, this is a brand new area in Twilight Town that we've never seen before, a different section of Twilight Town. But no, actually, this is an area we're all familiar with. It's the it's the market, the, the market square that uh, was back from Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's been updated. Like they've completely remodeled uh, pretty much everything about it. It looks nothing like it did in Kingdom Hearts 2. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of had mixed feelings about that because I'm like, well, I, mean, I kind of like the look of the old one. Kind of would would have preferred that if you're going to go through the effort of creating all of this, I kind of would have preferred it to be like a different part of Twilight Town because like there's so much of Twilight Town we've never explored, and it would. I, I kind of personally wish it was that effort was put more somewhere else, especially since like they already went through the effort of modeling the Kingdom Hearts 2 style Twilight Town. Why change it? I don't know. But that's that's just me. I, I, besides the fact, it looks gorgeous. It's amazing looking. It looks so good and like makes me really wonder like, man, they're setting the bar pretty high. Like what, what are some of these other areas going to look like? Especially some of the more uh, recent additions. I guess that's not a great explanation of what that is, but like, you know, uh, Olympus Coliseum, for example, that's, that's been an area that they've been working on for a long time. So a lot of those assets are, you know, a little older, uh, you know, the tangled world as well, kind of old, you know, since 2015, it's three, three years ago already. So, uh, you know, it makes me think this twilight area has been updated probably more recently. I don't know how recent, but like, more recently because like back in 2015 we saw trailers from the twilight town area and yeah we weren't exactly in that particular area of the market square but i'm sure you could kind of see that 
none of it was really all that different from the Kingdom Hearts 2 style. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what, you know, what more recent quality stuff looks like. And uh, I guess if you think about it, based off Nomura's, you know, uh, assertions about the the progress of Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, they're they're actually kind of going chronologically through the game as, as they're developing it. The, the early sections of the game are the most complete. The mid sections of the game are about uh, a little over half the way there. And the ending sections of the games, oh, they need some work. <laughs> so, you know, assuming that the ending sections of the game get enough time to be finished, that is the scary part, isn't it? Oh man, these days, especially with game development, I'm really like kind of on the edge of my seat, especially after Final Fantasy 15 and how much was left kind of incomplete in the initial release of that. But assuming they get enough time, man, like it seems like they've really leveled up over the course of developing this game. So I can't wait to see how polished the ending sections of the games look. I mean, I guess if if you think about it, it was kind of similar with Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, the world that never was was like really a cut above when it comes to the quality level of uh, of Kingdom Hearts 2 stuff like that world was huge really long lots of cutscenes like really huge vistas and like amazing scenes and like especially the castle like if you go through some of those areas like again I've just recently played through Kingdom Hearts 2 but you, if you go through some of those areas it looks it looks like it's straight out of concept art sometimes in Kingdom Hearts 2 and it's just gobsmacks me that this was on the PS2 so can't wait to see what they do on PS4 for the final area you know especially since King- Nomura's been kind of hyping up that section of the game so moving on from that, other things that we saw in the trailer. Hey, hey, it's Hayner Pensinolette. What's up? Long time no see. Here's another Japanese for, word for you. Hisashiburi. Hisashiburi means long time no see. Very useful Japanese. If you know anyone who speaks Japanese that you haven't seen in a while. So Hisashiburi. Uh, so yeah, Hisashiburi. Hayna Pensu. Oreto. I think that's that, that's how, how they're pronounced in Japanese. Uh, so they look really cool, updated. They're still the same hand or pentanol that we, we know and love, but their outfits have been updated. Uh, it seems like the, you know, they, they've sort of gone along with the, the new fashion trend in the Kingdom Hearts universe of wearing plaid. But, and I love this about him, you can't stop Pence from wearing a dog street shirt. <laughs> oh, Pence. Doesn't matter what fashion trend's going on, he's gotta represent that dog street. <laughs> if you guys don't know what dog street is, dog street is a fake brand that Tetsuya Nomura created for the first PS2 game he worked on, The Bouncer. And a lot of the kids wore, uh, you know, clothing that was based off of that brand, Dog Street. And if it sounds like a ridiculous name, Talk Street, it's because like you know, Nomura is not a fluent English speaker, so you know his choice in words for the brand name might be a little weird to us. But you know, it, it's kind of cool. And, and and Pence sort of has always lived on with that. And ever since you know his first appearance in Kingdom Hearts two, he's always wore a Dog Street attire, and here he is still wearing Dog Street stuff. I think you know he kind of looks like. 
because this time it kind of looks like a like a almost like a hockey jersey like it reminds me of kind of like kevin smith you guys know him he kind of reminds me of that guy so so yeah hater pencil Olette, they're all there and another interesting thing is so framed in the trailer Sora's holding this handheld device kind of looks like a nintendo switch kind of looks like a like a really thick camera game console device i don't know what it's supposed to be but the way it's framed in the trailer is it almost looks like Sora's like playing it and playing the games on it but if you actually look at what's on the screen that's not what he's doing at all what's on the handheld screen is a photo there's a photograph of Sora Donald Goofy Goofy Hainer Pence and Olette they all took a group photo kind of like what the you know you know the group group photo that they took with Roxas back in you know in Kingdom Hearts 2 um and it kind of makes me think that perhaps this scene actually has a different context in the actual game Kingdom Hearts 3 and that it's not necessarily that they're in you know cuz it kind of looks like like if you go purely based off of how the the camera is framing the story of the scene it seems like Hainer, Pence, and Olette are introducing Sora to these handheld games. And Sora's playing them and freaking out and being like, oh man, these games look so fun. That's what it's sort of framed like in the trailer. But if you take it as no, he's actually just looking at a picture of all of them in this, in this camera or phone device, it could just be that they're like, hey, Sora, it's been a while. Do you know about smartphones? Here's a smartphone. Look, it's a phone and you can take pictures and you can play games. And here, look, it's a picture of us right here. You don't have to print out the photo, which, you know, if you think back to Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, there's a whole big plot point right at the beginning where, you know, they were talking about, you know, these photos that were stolen, like physical printed out photos and they actually look like polaroids and and i think that's what it was yeah pence had a polaroid camera that's what it was oh man look i skipped a lot of the cutscenes when i did my 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 replay through of kingdom hearts 2 so i'm just remembering that so yeah pence had a polaroid camera this was all the way back in you know 2005 so you know assuming sora's understanding of technology you know if you remember sora's understanding of technology and how he handled PC screen, PCs back in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, like in the case of Tron, banging on the keyboard. He doesn't know what to do. You know, he's just an island boy. He doesn't know about computers. So him being introduced to what might presumably be a smartphone, like that's pretty interesting and kind of makes me think, what if Jiminy, instead of having Jiminy's journal, what if it's Jiminy's blog? <laughs> What if what if your 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 adventure is cataloged via a blog <laughs> or a vlog? I don't think they would have the the money bandwidth to have like a, a Jiminy vlogging in the background <laughs> and have cutscenes of that. But that'd be kind of interesting as well. I guess it could almost be sort of like Prompto. <laughs> Jiminy could be the new Prompto, and he could be like selfie style holding up his tiny little smartphone camera and being like whoa that's so sick and and then you know post posting it and then you could watch it later you could be subscribed to jiminy (laughs) jiminy's journal blog 
of of the hero of of light is, is that what we can call Stora? i don't know but yeah uh my so my my personal take on it is that the the scene that we saw in the trailer is shown out of context and it's not actually them introducing him to playing games it's that they're introducing him to this device which is like a smartphone and that one of the functions that he would understand that it would be kind of novel and interesting to him is that this thing could take pictures. And then it kind of makes you think like, oh, so Sora's got a smartphone and it can take pictures. What could that mean for something that we could do in the game? Like, can we take pictures like throughout the game? Can we take selfies? If we can take selfies, I want it to be like in Wind Waker HD where... You can take pictures, but you can also take selfies. And by pressing various buttons on the controller, you can have Sora make various facial expressions that are potentially ridiculous. I love that, and I want that. Please, let let us have this. So, yeah, there's actually a pretty like funny music video that was made using that feature in Wind Waker HD. And they made Link sing a Kanye song, and it was so awesome. Uh, I, I I think the last bit of interesting bit of information that came out of this is that uh, that we actually got to hear our first like actual new music from Kingdom Hearts that is not uh, Utada Hikaru music. You, you know, it's I guess, I'm guessing this is like the mini game music theme. You know, kind of has like a carnival attraction uh, vibe to it. Uh, the, the only thing is, I, I kind of wish it was eight bit. Like, it seemed like it would be more appropriate that it would be an 8-bit song, but, like, maybe, again, this is shown to us out of context, and maybe the minigames actually have their own song, and they, maybe they are 8-bit, but, like, I don't know. It, it just seems, like, kind of strange to have, you know. There's a lot of retro iconography in this, like, the fact that this is, you know, retro-style game based on Game & Watch, but the sprites aren't pixelated. They're, they're really smooth and HD, and then you got this really cool, catchy, re- re- very repetitive music, and that's pretty similar to, uh, you know, capturing the vibe of you know older games. And then on top of that, all of, oh by the way, <laughs> I didn't even cover this the 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 theme and what all of these what the collection of these games is called is called Classic Kingdom, and every game is based off of an old Disney short, and that's that's sort of like the the theme of all of this and uh yeah this music sort of has the feeling of a carnival and like old-timey america so it all goes together and i feel like yeah just like if we could get an 8-bit version of this or even like a 16 16-bit retro synth version i think it'd be kind of nice uh so let me know what you guys think tell me on twitter at khunion so, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers up the Dandelion meeting. Uh, didn't seem like there was too much news about uh, that came out of it uh, that, that was related to Kingdom Hearts 3. A lot of Union Cross stuff that I, I just don't think is worth getting into here because it's like, oh, you can level up medals and here's how you can give us more money. <laughs> That's sort of what I take from all of the Union Cross announcements. But uh, yeah, anyway, moving on to our question segment. Our first question comes from Dr. Pope 181 and uh, they ask, 
How do you think the narrative of the Hundred Acre Wood will be expanded in Kingdom Hearts 3? I just visited Disneyland and the ride involved Heffalump Heffalumps and Woozles. Are you familiar with that storyline? Uh, I can say very confidently I have no idea uh, about those. I have heard of Heffalumps, and I am aware that there is a movie about Heffalumps, but I'm not aware of the storyline. And actually, sadly, sad to say, I haven't ridden the ride. And um, yeah, I think last time I had a chance was back in December. I went to Tokyo Disney, and yeah, I was not getting in that line. That thing was three hours. <laughs> not going to do that for you, Winnie the Pooh. I love you, but not that much. So, uh, But yeah, getting back to your first question, how do you think they'll expand the narrative of the Hundred Acre Wood in Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, as of right now, we haven't had an official confirmation of Hundred Acre Wood, but I think it's very, very likely that we'll you know, come back to it. Um, so in terms of Hundred Acre Wood... That is an interesting question. So in Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, you reunited uh, you reunited Pooh with all of his friends. It, it it was a parallel of the Kingdom Hearts 1 storyline in that way. It was all about reuniting with your friends. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2 storyline, uh, it was... Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2 Hundred Acre Wood storyline kind of mirrored Chain of Memories in a way where uh, Winnie the Pooh had forgotten uh Sora and all of his friends and over the course of the games you know you t- you remind Winnie the Pooh of each one of his friends until finally he remembers you and so it, it, i guess it like sort of mirrors Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories in a way maybe Kingdom Hearts 2 a little bit you know but Kingdom Hearts 2 again was kind of like uh not not so much about remembering things cuz you already remembered it all but uh you know, uh, let's just assume that it kind of ties to Kingdom Hearts 2 a little bit. So I guess in, in a way, like, I, I'm, it seems like it might relate somehow into Sora's storyline. It might mirror it in a way, whatever the storyline might be. Um, I don't know if <laughs> there's a great darkness that uh, is looming over the Hundred Acre Wood. But uh, I think kind of an interesting character to see, especially if especially if we are intended to maybe perhaps finally say goodbye to Winnie the Pooh. You know, let's just say hypothetically this is the last game. One character that we haven't met that would be a proper bookend to this, as sad as it may be, if if we have to say, like, finally goodbye to Winnie the Pooh, that character would be Christopher Robin. Because so far, Sora has been an analog for Christopher Robin. He's replaced Christopher Robin in the story of Winnie the Pooh. You know, if if we ever came to a point where we had to say goodbye definitively to Winnie the Pooh, I feel like that would be a good way of doing it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to you know spoil a certain uh, Toy Story movie, but, you know, uh, one of the uh, Toy Story movies, there is a, a similar scene where, you know, Andy, uh, you know, passes passes on the the mantle to another. And uh, I, I feel like there could be something similar where maybe Sora passes on the care and protection and stuff of Winnie the Pooh and all his friends to Christopher Robin, which is how it's kind of supposed to be. You know, Sora's not supposed to be in that world. He's he's an outsider. 
So, but, you know, maybe there's like an interesting story there. I'm just saying whatever happens in, in this next one, we all know we're going to cry. So just <laughs> let's all get that out there. We're going to cry like we always cry every time we play Winnie the Pooh World, even though we never expect to at the end, but we're all going to cry. So just get just get it out. You just you know you're going to do it. Just be ready. Buy your tissues. All right. So our next question comes from Ronnie, and Ronnie asks, it's been so long since we've been aware of the Keyblade War, but so far no game has properly covered it other than the web version of Kingdom Hearts Key. How would you feel if there was a Kingdom Hearts Battle Royale game based on the Keyblade War? Ugh. This this question hurts me inside. <laughs> I've got nothing personally against Battle Royale games, but I do not want them to touch Kingdom Hearts. Do not. No Kingdom Hearts MOBAs, no Kingdom Hearts Battle Royale games. Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is painful enough. Okay? I'm not a fan of gacha games, and it hurts that, you know, there is one of Kingdom Hearts. Not a not a Battle Royale game. Too many people are doing that. But I will admit that of all the game types that exists in the universe, yeah. I guess Battle Royale does make sense for a, King, a Keyblade War. Uh, I think if, if it had to work, let's just say hypothetically, I had to like do a game design, like just a first pass on how it would work. We, we definitely have to maintain the concept of teams. It, it can't be a pure Battle Royale game. Uh, it's got to be, you know, you got you to stand out somehow. So in that case, I would say... Yeah, the unions from Kingdom Hearts Union Cross that we've experienced in the past. That would be nice. Um, One thing that I will point out is that the Badlands, a.k.a. what will later become the Keyblade Graveyard, uh, that is not necessarily the best place for a Battle Royale kind of game. It's not really that much of an interesting environment. I will also say that, like, just... In terms of the Battle Royale games that exist, uh, one of their core features is stealth. In, in you know, in, in a way, like part part of the interesting aspect of it is that there is a stealth nature of it uh, that makes the games feel thrilling. You know, you don't know what's around the next corner, and you're trying to find resources as you all move closer and closer to the center of the map, fighting each other along the way until you know there can only be one. You know. It, that that situation sort of works its way out that that doesn't really pl- it doesn't really seem to play out that way in the keyblade war but you know maybe it could and, you know maybe but again like it's not too clear what kind of items would be valuable you know in a in a kingdom hearts game like kingdom hearts has never really been too resource based uh it's been mostly skill based but if you had to make more of a resource-based Kingdom Hearts game, but, you know, I guess, you know, there are items like, you know, armor and keyblades and healing items. But you would think, you know, if if you, again, take the idea of a war, usually you would go into battle prepared. Whereas the kind of the appeal of these battle royale games is you start with nothing. And over the course of the game, the longer you play, the more you amass 
you know, either by finding it or taking it off of the, the your fallen enemies, you know, picking off their corpses and taking their stuff and then putting it on uh, on your guy and then fighting it out with all of their weapons and their armor and stuff like that. And that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of the fun of the, the Battle Royale games is you take, you know, you find stuff, you take stuff off of people that you beat and then you just keep going and you keep getting stronger. Whereas I feel like in a Kingdom Hearts game, it would kind of be the reverse. You know, you start really strong and you get weaker over time. Your armor breaks and, you know, kind of like how the Birth by Sleep, uh, you know, the Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix secret ending, Birth by Sleep, goes. You know, uh, you got Ven, Rox, uh, Ven, <laughs> Ven, Terra, and Aqua fighting uh, Master Xehanort and Vanitas. And, you know, over time, they're losing armor. Things are breaking. You know, things like that. Like, I would see that. I, I could see that happening more than people getting stronger over time when it comes to Kingdom Hearts. Because if the context is Keyblade War, then <laughs> you'd probably go into battle prepared. That's, what, that's all I'm going to say. So, yeah, I don't know how interesting that would be, but I'm not saying that's necessarily not interesting. You know, it's, it's definitely something that the, the only way to find out if it's fun is you'd have to make it and try it out. And you know what? I don't, I have yet to see a battle Royale game start off with everybody super powered. And then by the end of it, just be like left to nothing. <laughs> it, it, I mean, my, my main concern with that sort of games game design philosophy is okay you're at the end and you're just the two of you in the in the small battlefield that is left at the end and it's less like <laughs> you don't really have much to kill the other guy <laughs> you know you don't have maybe you're out of MP, you're out of mp you're blinking with barely any hp left and all your attacks do like no damage <laughs> maybe you're just left to punching them <laughs> Maybe your keyblade broke or something, and there's no keyblades left. Like, I could see that getting boring. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. So, yeah, uh, would I want it? No. If it had to happen, would I think it's interesting? Maybe, but only in the morbid curiosity kind of interesting. That is all. Would I see myself av- avidly playing this? absolutely not but uh interesting question thank you ronnie i have not cringed like that in a long time so i definitely appreciate it our last question comes from lucius howard and lucius asks hey guys i was wondering if you guys would do an episode of the podcast about all this all that someone needs to know including spoilers and everything before they play kingdom hearts 3 so if someone didn't play all the games or just played numbered titles they could get at least a basis for kingdom hearts three. So they wouldn't be totally lost. Thanks. So, uh, in the past we did an episode about what to do to get caught up. And I think that was like about a year ago. What to say, I don't remember exactly when, but I'm pretty sure last year, that's when we made, uh, we made an episode that was like a guide on what to do in terms of like what games to play if you're looking to play the games if you have less time you know what should what should you do after that but actually making a podcast i definitely want to do that and i've actually had some ideas on how to do it and how to make it kind of like all-encompassing in a way i'm not sure uh 
what the best format would it uh, would it, uh, what the best format for it would be. Um, but yeah, something about it makes me think that uh, like I definitely would want to do it on the podcast, but the issue that I have with it is that there's so many other great resources out there that are visually based, like on uh, YouTube. <laughs> That uh, that have nice edited summaries and visuals, and I feel like if we just do it on the podcast, we're already starting at a disadvantage. Is is that we're not showing visual content? But uh, uh, you know, the nice thing about doing it on a podcast is you just you got to write the script and you got to read it and you're done. <laughs> so that aspect of it, in terms of like the creation of it, oh yeah, that sounds great. The idea of all right. And there's going to be a video version of it. Oh, great. And who's going to edit it? Oh, it's going to be me. And how much time do I have? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, great. Now I have even less of the time I don't have. So, yeah. I I definitely want to. And I have some ideas uh, of something to do uh, with regards to that to make it kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah. Not a hundred percent sure on implementation yet. I'm 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 kind of thinking like maybe a live stream would be a good way of handling it, and I mean <laughs> it it may sound ridiculous, but we did we actually did so like our, the hundredth episode of the podcast. You know th- this this was kind of an idea I had at least on maybe one way we could handle visuals is that. You know, if I wanted to make it in a way that I could just do it kind of live and make it nice, is that, you know, uh, we did our hundred episode. Our hundredth episode of the podcast was done live. It was done as a, a live stream, and you can actually still catch the archive. YouTube.com/slash/khunionvids. It's a khu episode one hundred. It was a live stream. And we did have visuals for that. And we had, uh, there were like questions. Yeah, we basically did like some some kind of summary stuff. I don't remember exactly what we did, but I do remember that I did prepare some visuals. They were just stills, but basically the way I had it set up was that, yeah, I would like show these pictures during the live stream and talk over them. So... I guess if I got some, maybe some gameplay after playing through all the games, wink, wink, nod, nod, my deep dive stream. So I do own all that. Well, I do own all the gameplay. I don't own the games or the games they're based on. But, uh, you know, I can use the footage from the deep dive stream and then just like, you know, pick some visuals from it and play it in the background. But then like... Yeah, the difficulty is, like, when you're talking about, like, really pertinent topics and, like, you know, if you're talking about Xehanort, you probably want to show a video about Xehanort. You know, if you're talking about Ansem, you want to probably show a video of Ansem. And, you know, at the end of the day, you'd be preparing a lot of videos anyway. And it's like, at the end of the day, why not edit it? (laughs) So, yeah, I, I guess one idea that I had would be doing something similar to how we did the the hundredth episode where we were showing like the various Zehanort characters and we would like <laughs> swap out pictures. And instead of it being pictures that I'm swapping in and out and showing on stream, it would be video content. And, you know, obviously it would be content related to the topic at hand, which I'm assuming would be 
based on the game that I'm talking about. So, I mean, I guess my ideal would be that I just have one video that represents the game. Maybe it's a trailer. Maybe I don't know what it is, but like maybe just one video that represents the game. And then as as I'm talking about that particular game, let's say hypothetically it's Kingdom Hearts 1, I would have that trailer playing on loop in the background. And then when I move on to talking about the next game, I switch trailers live. And then in that way, you know, apart from preparation time, in in terms of creating the video, all that would need to happen is I just go live and effectively perform the video. And then once it's finished, I export that live stream video out and then bam, it's done. Upload it to YouTube. Cause like uh, I'm just hope I'm just trying to think of a way that I could do a, some content that is like that, that you know ha- has some visuals to it. The other downside of it is that <laughs> with this kind of content, there's so much out there that's scripted and edited and all that. Like I would basically have to make no mistakes. <laughs> that is not happening, especially with the way I read. I suck at reading live, and yeah. <laughs> Mistakes will happen, so I don't know. It's still something I'm thinking about and playing with, but those are some ideas that I have for how it could be done. So we'll see. That's 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 the the long and the short of it. Obviously, it's something I want to do, but it's all about uh, coming up with a good way of doing it so that it doesn't take me a million years. And then, because it takes me a million years, I never decide to do it. (laughs) That is the that is the rub. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up all our questions. Thank you for those. Our music for this episode is a cover of both the Mickey House Club, Mar- uh, the Mickey Mouse Club March, and Monaco Dreams from Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, Mickey Mouse Club March is what plays, uh, you know, when you're at the Disney Castle, and the Monochrome Dreams is the song that plays uh, when you're in the Steamboat Willie level, uh, Thomas River. So, yeah, I chose this because I thought it was very uh, appropriate considering all the classic uh, LCD games that we were talking about. That's you know, kind of reminiscent of this time period. And also, it's a song from Kingdom Hearts 2, and we're going to play Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix on the live stream. Don't, don't, don't forget about it. It's going to be April 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Twitch TV slash Union. Be there or be square. NX. And our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 8th of May. You can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or our Twitter at KHUnion. And remember, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And by the way, I know we haven't, we don't talk about it too often, but if you ever wanted to be featured in the executive producer segment, uh, you just go to patreon.com slash FFKH union. Uh, and if you pledge, uh, $2 and 50 cents, uh, an episode, then you get featured on the show in the, uh, executive producer segment. We shout out your Twitter and your name. So if you guys have some, uh, some social media out there that you want to 
get more exposure towards. This is an opportunity for some very cheap marketing via the Kingdom Hearts uh, Union uh, uh, podcast service. So uh, definitely have a look at that and our other Patreon uh, rewards at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And if you have any questions, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com and you might have them answered on the show. All right, guys, it is that time. It is goodbye time. So I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, it, it is always uh, interesting to see what I'm able to do on this podcast when I'm all by myself. <laughs> it always feels weird to do. I miss Sabby. I miss Churro. Hopefully they can join us for the live stream. Um, they prob- They most definitely will not be able to be there for a lot of the streams because they're based in Japanese time and they're during the week. But uh, I definitely want them at least for the first one. And hopefully we can finish it off with them as well. So, you know, we'll see how scheduling works. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And uh, yeah, definitely catch you at the live stream. Uh, Remember, uh, April 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Twitch TV slash KH Union. Check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash KH. Uh, <laughs> Just search for us on Twitter at KH Union. There you go. That's easier. And uh, we'll definitely tweet out before we, uh, anytime we ever go live. Uh, nice thing about being there when it's actually live is that, you know, you can a- ask questions live and we'll answer them live and uh, we can address things that you guys want to address you can actually steer the live stream you know when uh, when we were doing the uh when we were doing the the test stream uh the people in the chat were actually like you know really helpful in guiding me into like uh talking about some really interesting things uh about the levels in in, in twilight town that we were you know playing through at that time so if you guys uh want to help steer the discussion of the deep dive stream definitely be a part of it and 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 be there uh, when we're alive so thank you so much for listening to the show i'm brandon saying goodbye this has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production <laughs>